My five-year-old daughter is convinced that starfish are called sea stars, which sounds a lot like sisters. So what's up, sea stars? <laughs> um, it's is it Corinthians, First Corinthians yes, six eighteen. Am yep. I right? Six nineteen. Oh, I, I was so close. Yes. <laughs> But I like to go back to um, 1 Corinthians six twelve. All things are lawful for me, but all things yep. are not helpful. I got that one. All yeah. things are lawful uh-huh. for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Yeah. I think that's so. And then foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for Lauren. Thank you for this time that we get to spend together, that we get to talk about the way that you're moving in her life and my life. Lord, we just thank you so much that you bring Holy Spirit conviction, that you meet us right where we're at, but you don't want us to stay there, that you have big plans for us, that you want to prosper us and not to harm us. We just thank you for that. We thank you for your love. When we didn't do anything to deserve it, Lord. Thank you for paying the ultimate price. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so today I get to sat. Yes, exactly. Get it out. Today I get to sit down with my friend Lauren, and she's always just such such a light. And I always enjoy running into you because you always have a big smile on your face, and it's just so apparent that it's not fake. You know that you really hold the yeah. the Holy Spirit, yeah. and that you're walking with God, and I admire that so much. So thank you for spending time with me today. And let's be honest. We run into each other in a bunch of random places. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. And this is one of the places where we run into each other a lot. I love that we're talking about health in the gym. (laughs) I thought that was... (laughs) that our kids are playing wonderfully. Yeah. (laughs) In charge of someone else. (laughs) Yes. I have a... Well, Trey is one and a half, so I'm like, this is probably for the best, you know, because he's like... We're still nursing, and that's yes. just the whole thing. Yep. So today, um, I have asked Lauren to share. She she shares often on Facebook about her health journey, and I thought that that would be a really good topic. So I'm excited to hear about you. If you want to say hey, and let me. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'm excited, too, because I think it's interesting. Like, on Facebook, it's like little snippets. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I get lengthy with the 10-minute thing, but I never actually share, like, all of it at once and not that we'll necessarily even do that today but just like the opportunity to share my story in a more fuller way was like I it was just an honor that you asked me and I'm excited to I'm excited to jump in together (laughs) so we talked a little bit about the scriptures that that kind of talk about our body is a temple and that's what uh first corinthians 6 uh 12 through 19 is kind of getting into that our body is where the holy spirit lives and so we should be taking care of it. And the Bible also, I don't know what scripture it is, but it says to be holy for God is holy. We should be holy like him. Yeah. So we're, we're supposed to be set apart, sanctified. Not all things are good for us. We can do all things, but not all things are good for right. us, right? So go ahead and um, I guess get into what started your health journey. Yeah. So I've always been like a health enthusiast, right? Like I loved playing sports as a kid. Um, I actually went to school for exercise science and physical therapy. It was just like 
it's been such a passion of mine, but it's also been a big struggle. And that was the part that caught me off guard uh, as an adult, because here I was talking to people about their health. Like I could always talk with the best of them about health and give advice even. But then there I was like not living out a healthy lifestyle, my best life. I was allowing just what we all face are time, you know, constraints and the stress and like just the day in and day out. And it's like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. I, and I was not consistent mm-hmm. at all. Like I worked out with a personal trainer at one point. I did the whole, you know, um, what are the containers where you're like meal prepping, but it's all based off of portions and like you have different colors. And so I did all those things because I really did enjoy those things, but even in that, I was never consistent, Mm. and um, it took, like, so I had an injury my senior year of high school that, like, I ran more than my fork, right? Like, so I was healthy. I didn't have to worry about my nutrition. Well, then I can't run Mm. because my trauma didn't go the way that it was supposed to. I didn't recover as well, and I couldn't run right away, and so these bad habits that had always been there, but all of a sudden, like, that was my life versus all the other good habits I had. Yeah. And so when I was an adult, I first found someone who, like, was a good mentor. I was like, oh, she lost so much weight. She seems really healthy now. Let me check out what she's doing. And she was perfect for me in that time because Mm. I just needed someone there to ask the questions to do the things and one of the things that she was all about was personal development so beyond the fork beyond even the gym what are you doing for your mind like we Mm. also mentioned earlier um in just our conversation of health is more than your waistline and so she really got me thinking more about what i was thinking about and encouraged like actual like personal development when it came to podcasts when it came to books you were reading and so I started reading Made to Crave and um it blew like I wouldn't say it blew my mind but it like blew me into this whole other dimension Mm -hmm. of the way I was viewing my health because your body is a temple you should do these things you need you need you 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 do 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 Mm -hmm. and Made to Crave makes you go hold up why like you know what to do but where like what is the struggle where is your want to Mm. and how when like made to crave the whole premise is we were made to crave we were made to crave god and we just misplaced that craving by overindulging in other things yes and i just remember like reading it and it was like oh my goodness my spiritual health is fine because i know how to pull like I've been praying all my life, right? Like I, (laughs) God is in part of everything, but not my health. Like there was a compartmentalization there. Mm. And so reading Made to Crave just like, again, just put me into another place of, you know what? No, I need to start with God. Just like everything else in my life, I need his help. Mm. And so what I loved about Lisa Turkhurst, who is the author of that book, it wasn't about like, here's how it worked for me. This is what you should do. It wasn't a how-to. It was a let's dive into your one-to. Let's give you the scriptures that remind you of who you are in Christ, but also show you how God's plan is for you to take control of your life Mm. and to 
like actually take radical responsibility of your choices versus blaming your circumstances. That's so good. And so from that, like my habits changed very quickly after that because that was the missing link for me. For some, there are other things, right? There's a whole gamut that plays into our health, again, because it's not just our waistline. But for me, I just needed to see it in a spiritual depth that I hadn't before. And that doesn't mean I was perfect. (laughs) That doesn't mean all of a sudden I was making all the things and back to running and whatever. But like I have from that time, that season of my life continued to progress, Mm -hmm. continued to find my bad habits, my hangups and work through them. I keep finding more habits and hangups though. Like it's not, (laughs) it's a never ending journey. Right. But it's like, it's the beauty of it too. Yeah. Because if we're not growing, we're stagnant and we're complacent and like we think we're better than we are. And all of a sudden we're where we never wanted to be again. Yeah. And so for me, it took that switch and, and then also like, diving into the how to like okay if I'm not going to do exactly what Lisa Turkhurst did (laughs) or exactly what my current mentor was doing like what fits me in my lifestyle Mm -hmm. and that's one of my favorite things actually now is to help people simplify because that's what I needed I didn't need you know like it can be so daunting to go and google (laughs) I don't know if you've ever Googled what you should be eating, but let me tell you, everyone's got an opinion. Oh, yeah. And I, so I needed some direction, some, you know, like, okay, just simplify it for me. And so I've found that and have been able to build and help others do the same because we all need that. Like, as much as we know how, we do still need that blueprint to Mm -hmm. start because it's daunting and there's so much information out there. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite verses, which we had talked about, was 1 Corinthians six twelve. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. I will not be mastered by anything. Mm. And it just reminds me that like I can, but I don't have to. And so when I'm choosing what I'm eating or what I'm going to do with my time, it's this whole other perspective. It's not this condemnation, this feeling of, oh, I could never, I should never. Like, no, it's. I get to choose and there's this freedom. And then um, the other one that was really big from like made to crave was Galatians 5.25. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. And what I love about that is it shows intentionality because we have to choose to keep in step. Mm. Again, it like I almost had this. uh, What's the word? It's a movie. Um, blue pill, red pill, matrix, matrix feel. Yeah. Okay, so you know, how, like his eyes are open and he sees everything in code now. Yeah, that's how I felt with that verse. <laughs> and others like it, where it's just like, oh my goodness, everything in life is a choice. Every little, like all of a sudden, you like <laughs> it's that matrix feel where you're like, the world is so different now, and that was like a very practical breakthrough that I had where it's like, no, I can choose. I literally can choose and it's up to me Mm. and following the spirit and allowing him into that choice is what's going to build me 
the life that I was created to have versus keep me where I'm at and like the mundane, the like, I just, it's like a weight. I feel I can tell at this point when I'm not growing because I just feel weighed down. Whereas when I'm growing, even when I'm not doing a good job at it, I feel this freedom and this weightlessness while making those choices and stepping up in my own life. That's so good. I love that so much. I, I was also reading more into, to first Corinthians. I think it's, it's nine. He talks about, um, denying our flesh. And for me, that's what this all is. It's really difficult. Um, because I want to eat ice cream. I want, you know, I want to make the bad decisions. I want to watch the the junk show or whatever, you know, but it's like playing the tape forward is what I learned in my journey of recovery is like, where, how is it going to make me feel afterwards? And what is it doing? And my question now is, is it edifying? Is it edifying me for the Lord? Is it helping me serve him? Am I doing that to the glory of God? And, And if I'm making a bad decision, the answer is simple that no, I'm not glorifying God in that, in that action. But when I deny my flesh, I, I can see that, you know, and I do grow closer to God. Like I did the, the Daniel fast in January. Mm -hmm. I cannot recommend enough. I cannot wait to do it again. (laughs) Honestly, it was really difficult. It was, um, I was four days in needing to be really close to the toilet just to be very honest yeah it was rough and I woke up at 2 a.m and I was like okay god I don't think this is healthy <laughs> and I started googling it and it's like if this is how you're feeling you need to stop and I'm like god I want to do this yeah but if if this is really unhealthy and you need me to stop this like I need you to let me know right now and so I fell asleep on the couch finally around 2 a.m and I yeah. felt this darkness in the room, you know? Yeah. And, and I normally when, when I feel it, I, I start to get a little panicky or a little anxious. Um, and then I just speak the name of Jesus, start rebuking it. And, and I was just like, I just don't have time for you. I don't have energy to do this. I'm so tired. Like you're going to go away and that's it. And I fell asleep just praying, um, just a simple prayer, like God, you know, if this is what you want me to do, let me know. Yeah. And, and I fell asleep and, I had a dream um, that my husband was standing there and it was him. And all of a sudden his face changed and he said, I am a demon. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I know what I have to do. I have to rebuke you. And I did it. And, um, and then I was just so tired. I was like, God, I can't do this. And he said so clearly in my dream in my head, I guess, but it felt audibly. It was like, you cannot coexist with something that wants to kill you. Mm. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I, I got this like urge of fire and I just started rebuking this demon and, and casting it out and praying in tongues in yeah. my dream. It was yeah. just powerful. <laughs> Love it. And, and the big message to me was like, you stay persistent and that that's it. And so I woke up and I was just, I had breakfast with the Lord. I didn't, mm. you know, look at my phone like I normally do. I just got really creative in the kitchen too, doing the Daniel fast. Yeah. Um, and I sat there and I'm just eating breakfast with the Lord and he, his presence overwhelmed my kitchen and it was like, he hugged me, you yeah. know, and he said, I want to give you my joy. And, <laughs> and it was just so, so powerful. And I'm like, me, <laughs> like you want to give that, like, I don't even know what that means. You know, yeah. like he wants to give me this gift and, 
and I stayed persistent. And then, yeah. like, for two weeks, I didn't hear from him. And mm-hmm. and it was, like, where I was getting so frustrated, you know, because I'm like, I want that. I want that every day. I want to have breakfast with the Lord every day with him telling me that he wants to give me joy. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> yes. But then I didn't hear from him. And, and then I read Daniel 3. And it talks about the angel. I think it's Daniel 3. The angel was trying to get to Daniel after he mm-hmm. he did his fast. Um, but he was fighting a spiritual battle. And, like, just the the, the fruit that came yes. from denying my flesh. Yeah. Because I could have given in. You right. know, I wanted to so badly. But I wasn't doing it uh, for the first time. I was doing something because I wanted I wanted a move of God. I yeah. wanted to feel closer right. to him. It was more than your waistline. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And and through that, I actually did lose a lot of weight, and I looked really good, and I, I felt really healthy, like yeah. not day four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes a little bit longer than that. <laughs> but it's like when we're seeking his kingdom first, everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah. And it's not even like I was doing, I was not doing that to lose. You know right. what I mean? I was doing it to gain. Yes. <laughs> and And it's just a different perspective, but it's like, you know, now that we're into April, yeah. your girl's doing some stuff to lose. And then you remind me so quickly that it's not about that. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And I think like we do, we get so caught in the rules and the restriction. And we like uh, talking to clients all the time. It's pulling them out of like their waistline. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right, no, that's great. You lost two pounds. What did you gain this week? What did you, Mm. you know, in your life, tell me of a story where you actually responded differently than you normally would have. Maybe because you weren't as tired or maybe because you see through the matrix now and you see the choices ahead of you. Like, um, but you also mentioned something about weighing the future versus the now. Yeah. And I think sometimes we don't do that. We get caught in the emotion we're feeling in the moment, Mm -hmm. which we know emotions are fleeting and fickle and all that, but we let them have so much power. Yeah. And when we can take that moment to God and go, okay, I am struggling here. You know all things. You know the depth of my struggle. What do I do? Help yeah. me make the right choice. Because sometimes, um, as a friend would say, is you need to eat the effing donut, <laughs> right? When your little kid is asking you to just enjoy that moment with them and you know that you've been on the Daniel fast for five days and you're finally feeling good. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to eat the donut because of this moment with my child mm. and I'm going to be okay. Right. Versus that emotional, my boss just yelled at me or my kids are driving me up the wall and I don't feel good so I'm gonna go grab a donut yeah right like there's there's a difference and you have to go moment by moment with that yeah and yet like God can bring that perspective where like what I praying allows me to pause right like for some people like they don't take it to God which I'm like why not like he's the one that created you he's (laughs) the one that knows the future like but Either way, like the pausing is important because it allows you to put things in perspective versus, again, following that emotional, like allowing that emotion to wreak havoc on your potential Mm. and like the future gratification. Like you can't always like, yeah, okay, so I'm not going to get this disease. You know, I'm not going to die of heart failure because I'm making this choice to eat carrots instead of a donut right right now but 
like being able to tie that to something in the now. Like, okay, carrots are going to help me live longer. Or, you know, God knows the number of your days. You can't really change that. But it's going to help me live fuller in mm. the time that I have is right. the way I like to view it. That's good. Because it's unfortunate, but death is part of life. And That's so true. thinking that because, like, you, you see people in the news all the time who died from a heart attack and all these other things that were ultimately who we thought would have been like the pinnacle of health mm. and so not even using that as a reason but knowing that okay the 66 days i have left on this earth i'm going to live to the fullest because i'm feeling good i'm fueling well right like that is the goal at least mine yeah and to <laughs> enjoy my kids exactly. i want to play with them exactly but i don't want to play with them if i'm only eating donuts exactly <laughs> and so that's the, that's the instant gratification that we sometimes forget because we think the instant gratification is the donut is sweet and we're going to enjoy that and it's going to help us forget the emotion that we're working or trying to avoid not working through yeah yeah but in reality, the carrots are what's going to allow you to enjoy that day more because mm -hmm. you're not going to feel bad about your choice. You're not going to have that like the carb effect where all of a sudden and carbs aren't bad. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, that extra sweet. Oh, yeah. The simplified sugar, like where all of a sudden it derails your energy mm -hmm. because it spiked it real quick. But now you're in the drop and this is now when your kids want to play. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're just gaining their energy yes. now. <laughs> exactly. They just suck it out. Every <laughs> but no. And that's why like being able to go, OK, I'm going to make this choice so that in an hour I still want to play. Yeah. Or in five days, I actually have even more energy than I have because like you found with the Daniel fast, it's not always that that day things change. Yeah. Sometimes it can actually be worse before it gets better. Oh, yeah. Like, that was my case. Yes. Like you said, being on the toilet. It's like, I love that. Yes. If just know if you change your diet, your body does lose a lot more than it has in a while. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in all orifices at times. But... You get through that, and all of a sudden, you have more energy than you ever have. Yeah. And that is, like, the reason we push through. It reminds me, I'm always, like, love, I love memes and graphs and stuff because I love those pictures that just stick in your head, and you're like, yes. You can't always remember the quote, but you remember the picture. Yeah. At least me. Um, and the one where the guy is digging, and, I mean, he's been digging for a while, and he decides to quit. And he's right there. But in the picture, it's like literally like one more poke of his pickaxe. Mm. And he would have been in the diamond field. And I feel like that's how our health journey is. A lot of times people do feel stuck. They feel like their good intentions and their, you know, the things they're trying to do, like have carrots instead of donuts and get moving and playing with their kids more versus sitting on the couch. It's not enough. They're not seeing a difference. They're still like, it's almost worse. And yet, if you just keep going, how, like, you're right there. Yeah. And that's something that I think community is important. Like, having, and it doesn't have to be this huge, ginormous community, but having those people in your life that you can talk to when you're feeling that moment, I've just, I just want to quit. Yeah. Because no matter, like, what area of life we're talking about because even as parents we want to quit you know like if oh, you don't yeah. want to quit every day <laughs> you're not doing it right <laughs> but but we have those moments and you need that community that's going to remind you like no it's worth it right. remember when you said that you know a month ago and then you decided to keep going and it got better 
here's another moment. Like, mm. here's another hurdle or obstacle that, like, I like to the hurdle analogy because hurdles keep coming. Mm. Whereas obstacles, you feel like you, you know, you do, you bust through it and then it's gone forever. Mm. But unfortunately, life is more hurdles right. where we think I did it. This is awesome. <laughs> and then <laughs> start tripping. There's the other one. <laughs> yes. That's good. And, and that's okay though, because there's a rhythm that we can get into even with hurdles, mm. even with the feeling of we're slower, we're sluggish. Like we're not perfect. That's okay. That's why we need God. We're not ever going to be perfect exactly. here. <laughs> not until perfect comes. Exactly. But, but we, we think know. like that we have almost like a hierarchy of perfection, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm not going to be perfect in that area. Like I'm, my marriage isn't going to be perfect because it takes two and, you know, we're all a work in progress. <laughs> but my health is in my control. Mm. So I can be perfect. So I can make sure I'm eating right. I can do it. And it's like, no, it's actually no better off than <laughs> How imperfect you feel your marriage is, is your health journey too. It's going to be full of imperfection. But that's why to bring in the perfect creator, the perfect healer, the perfect counselor. I don't know if you know, like he's the wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God, the (laughs) everlasting father, the prince of peace. I could use all of that every day. Me too. So bring him in. Invite him in. And that has been one of the biggest parts of my health journey. Because I stopped trying to do it on my own. That's so good. Self-sufficiency. Yeah. It's not It's not going to do it for you, sis. No. no. It's unfortunate. Right, right. <laughs> we but also to. very fortunate. Yes. Because, oof, that's a lot of pressure that's off. Exactly. Exactly. But I love that you... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's like what I said with the weight versus weightless, right? Like, trying mm. to do it on my own made me feel weighed down. Yeah. Whereas once I opened that part of my life up to God, even in my imperfection, yeah. I feel weightless. Mm, that's good there's just freedom in saying like I don't I don't got this yeah and I need you I need help you know and I love that you brought up community um it's so vital to have a network of women that are going to lift you up and our sisters in Christ that are going to remind you who you are and I'm so grateful that in my network we're not all down (laughs) at the same time yes exactly and I think God does that on purpose you know like some of us are on fire and like, I need that. You know, my sister-in-law, Tierra, she's like, we kind of go back and forth and, and I'm so grateful for that, you know? Yeah. And like most of the time, not going to lie, it's her trying to remind me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm so tired. I want to quit everything. And, yeah. and she just like reminds me real quick. And I listen to her because yeah. I just, I respect her, you know? Yeah. And I love that. I think that without a network, I don't know where I would be. You know, and I'm really grateful that my husband's that for me too. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit more abrasive <laughs> with it, <laughs> um, but sometimes Tierra can be abrasive <laughs> too. Yeah, but it's good. And sometimes you know? we need it. Like right. it's, it's funny how we, you know, spend most of our life avoiding discomfort, mm. but once we realize that actually growth is found in discomfort yeah. and pushing through, like we were talking about the nerves, right? Like yeah. how using nerves as your springboard to do whatever it is because like embracing discomfort and getting uncomfortable daily is actually where you find the most growth it's true and like it's it's again it's a mindset shift Mm -hmm. where it's like okay that was comfortable for you what would have been the uncomfortable choice and maybe it should have been that one and weighing that option and just seeing 
like discomfort differently, I mm-hmm. think is key in, in our health. But again, health is more than your waistline in our mental health and like not just being comfortable. And like, I think if I, you mentioned your husband, I think that's why this is why comfortability is coming up because my husband chases comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not comfortable, if the chair is not comfortable, it's out. <laughs> if the food isn't to his liking, he's he's not going to eat it. He's not going to be polite. And, we're, and you start a bracelet. Yeah. That's t- that's Tim too. <laughs> so it's totally like for me, like no, no like how are you gonna like learn to like something or mm. do more or like even go to a higher standard if you're not willing to push through that, right? And like that again, choices and freedom, like it's also requires discomfort, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that because we're not perfect. Right. So part of our imperfection is the things that we find comfortable are actually holding us back. Oh, it's so good. Another book that has really radically changed my perspective, like I'm talking about, it's all about mindset. Like mindset matters. Mm -hmm. Like once you get the fact that everything is spiritual, mindset is the next thing because we do have so much power in our choices. But also, like we talked about with emotions, we can get caught in this rhetoric that we're telling ourselves. And John Acuff would call it a soundtrack. Uh, He just, I was at a conference where he spoke and I was like, yes, that's exactly it. Where like we have our own playlist and circumstances happen because that's what life is full of circumstances. We can't control those, but we can control what we tell ourselves in those moments. And so he calls it a soundtrack, but again, with made to crave and like the personal development back in the day, which Back in the day, I mean, six years ago now, um, I listened to Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And the biggest thing I got out of there, like there's a lot of good stuff, but the biggest thing I got was you don't have to think every thought you think. Mm. And how often we get caught in really analyzing our thought, right? Like like you were talking about feeling anxious today, not sure why, and usually you can pinpoint it because you've been thinking <laughs> about why you're feeling that way, right? Right. And in Battlefield of the Mind, Joyce Meyer talks about how, but that even isn't freedom. Mm. Being caught in figuring out why you're thinking, like, that's not freedom. Freedom yeah. is not thinking about it. That's and good. it, like, you don't have to think every thought you think. Like, wait, so, like, when I'm thinking, oh, I really want that donut, I don't actually have to stay in that. Mm. I don't have to figure out why I want the donut. I don't have to decide whether I'm going to have the donut or carrots and talk, like, I can just, like, move my thought along that's good and um like I told you earlier Joyce Meyer is very practical like she'll tell you something but then give you a practical thing so the like groundbreaking thing was you cannot speak and think two different things Mm. so like when you are caught in this thought that just is repetitive you can you know just stuck if you say something, like you speak truth out loud, not just like, you know, mumble, but like you speak it out loud, you start to think what you're speaking. And sometimes that's where like positive affirmations, you know, yeah. work because you have this like, I'm having this negative thought. Well, I'm going to speak positively, speak, which is great, whatever. But let's be real. Sometimes even that's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I, we were reading the book together. We decided, okay. And even Joyce Meyer talks about like, you say something else entirely different, like not a truth, not an affirmation, like literally your address from when you were five years old 
or a phone number you remember. Or my friend and I, we would either say Jesus a million times or our like my friend's name. She would say my name. Like just anything that wasn't along that thought. Mm. And so when it came to making a choice about food and, or this emotion, like, for example, we all know marriage is hard. We all know there are times where someone did screw up. Yeah. But now they're at work. We can't even address the issue right now. It ne- might need to be addressed later, but it doesn't help us here and now. Mm. And so it's a deep and hard thought to get through because we want to prepare for that conversation. But is it really appropriate, like, when our kiddo is asking us to play tea and we're just sitting there, like, having a hard conversation in our mind? Right. And so things like that where it was, like, it wasn't beneficial to be stuck there. That's when we'd go, all right. I was just going to say my grandma's address. I'm not going to throw that out there. <laughs> um, but 504 Crest Drive, da 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 Like, and you just say something else Mm -hmm. and it's amazing because it's still a choice because obviously once you're done saying it you could still want to go back to that thought pattern but it releases the tension all of a sudden because now you're not feeling like oh my gosh I am stuck I'm trapped yeah you realize okay that worked what else can I say and so maybe like if you're sitting having a tea party with your daughter you start with that and they look at you weird But then you start talking to them about something. And again, it's the speaking Mm. to get your mind to focus on the words versus the thoughts. That's so good. And it works. I love that. It's like brain science. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. I was reading a, what was the book that? Battlefield of the Mind. Okay. Um, I was reading, what was it? The, The Tongue, A Creative Force. Um, I forget the author, but I'll have all these books in the show notes for you guys to, to check out. Um, and the meme, I'm going to find the meme too, (laughs) but it talks about that, that as well, but in a different way, just like speaking scripture and how important it is to speak that truth out loud. And, and I, I go back to when Tim and I, before we got married, we were still, you know, living in sin. We had two children out of wedlock, Mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't like, my sister would be like, you know, you're living in sin. And I'm like, Brittany, just leave me alone. (laughs) Okay. Just let me live my life. I'm barely believing in Jesus at this moment. So we're just going to take it step by step. And, um, you know, we were going through some very difficult times in our relationship and it was like, um, I was ready to leave and he was ready to leave too. I'm pretty sure we both hated each other. I can really speak for myself. I did not like him at all. (laughs) I wanted to be away. And, and I would think about that over and over again. I would think, I call it the narrative in my head that just played. Yep. And it's like all these negative thoughts towards him. He's a bad provider. He's, you know, all, all the things. And, and your girl is really mean (laughs) and I can character assassinate hardcore, especially with, with those deep feelings of hurt when they're like wrapped and intermingled. And so that was where it really started for me is where I had to stop. There was one thing that he did and I kept attacking him over it. I'm like, oh, I bet you're doing that. I bet you're doing this. I bet you're looking at that. And and I didn't know what that was doing to him because he just wears his emotions a little different. You know, he's just right. kind of like doing his own thing. It doesn't, doesn't look like anything's bothering him. Um, but it was detrimental to our relationship. And I didn't realize it until a counselor had pointed that out. Like, you got to stop that. And so I, I thought about it and it, it really checked me and I stopped. And it's 
it just reminds me also of, of God's grace. Like we don't have to be fully engulfed into like a super spiritual Christianity. Like we just start making steps and he meets us there and he gently and patiently guides us along the way. And I'm so grateful for that. And that's what happened in that moment. And that's when I stopped and um, we started going to a biblical counselor next. And it was actually our pastor, Bob. And he had, um, he also, there was this like little tiny thing in my head that said, we could escape this relationship because we're not married. Mm. But in reality, we have kids, so we're going to be with each other. Right. You know, we're going to, but in my mind, I'm like, I could leave. I could create a better life. <laughs> I could do all these things. Um, and Pastor Bob's like, you got to stop that. Yeah. And I might have not been saying that, but I was thinking it. So those two things, like one thing I was actually saying, and, and a lot of things I was thinking that were yeah. all negative and not good and not true. You know, yeah. I took my hurt feelings and, was very bitter and angry and and so I stopped those things and then I started the Bible says to take every thought captive yep. to the obedience of Christ and I didn't even know that that was the thing yeah. when I started doing it and then I, I see that now and it makes it so clear like is this thought from God you know mm-hmm. and and I'm learning I'm not not perfect at it like I still get anxious but I'm really learning to to throw my anxiety at the feet of Jesus yes. and let him take it and do it as quickly as possible. Oh yeah. Right. And I'm getting quicker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing though. Sometimes we think because we still have anxious thoughts that what we're doing isn't working. Right. Because we still want a donut, our healthy lifestyle isn't working for us. Yeah. It's like, n- no, like the fact that you're even questioning why you want a donut is a step in the right direction. Right. The fact that you're questioning, is there something else that would meet that craving? Mm-hmm. is a step yeah the fact that like it's like you said your reaction time your response time like you're maybe you're still having that anxious thought but you are getting to a place where you're faster to turn it over to god yeah that is growth absolutely and we miss it sometimes because it's not the big testimony that we're gonna share in 30 mm. years right like but it is those little steps in the right direction that make all the difference in the world. It's so true. And then you get to a place where like our ma- our marriage is not perfect. You know, yeah. um, our lives are not perfect. News alert. Nobody's <laughs> is. <That's good> to- <laughs> There's hope. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, how do we even get here? And it's, it's yeah. hard to even pinpoint what it was because it was a lot of little decisions. Yeah. And a lot of God <laughs> and yes. his grace and his mercy, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, I know I'm not trying to take away from the health aspect of it, no. but it's it just it's health the health more of than my waistline. <laughs> it's the health of my marriage, you know, the health of my yes, home, exactly. And that's so important because, oh, like, yeah. if we don't have our stuff together, like, what about our kids? Yeah. You know, they see us, they see you yeah. making those active decisions to to make better choices yeah. for um, for your body as far as like what you're eating and what you're feeding. And I can't show them what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> but but maybe they'll, they'll catch on, you know? Yeah. And so how has, um, the choices that you've made health wise, mm-hmm. as far as con- con- consumption, how has that trickled down into your family? Yeah. So it's funny. We're totally on the same wavelength. Cause I was like, <laughs> Ooh, that's something I want to address because I think it, one of the biggest things that knocks us off of our, our own personal health journey is our family. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't care if it's, you know, your kids are adults and they just come visit every once in a while or you have little ones running around. Um, but like my husband and I are not on this health journey together. Mm. And so that means when I tell like I literally will tell them at times, just go get snacks. But then once I'm done, like I am losing my um, what is the word? my ability to say no to them. Mm. I put them in a bag and I recently <laughs> I put them like, I'll put them in the garage or I'll put them in his truck even be like, you can take these to work and have them, but they cannot stay in this house because yeah. I'm the one home all the time. <laughs> right. Um, but like, I think the biggest lie we can believe on our health journey is that if I do this, if I change my health for my best, that it's going to have a trickle down effect. And that's not a guaranteed thing. Mm -hmm. And I've really, like, I would say that is one of my biggest struggles because actually the reason I was um, willing or interested to become a coach again, because I had like dabbled in coaching prior um, to having my third youngest. But the reason I was like, oh, I'll do this again is because I was like, I found this program that even my husband wants to do and can do, and it's going to be great. We're going to get healthy together, and the rest is going to be history. And my family, like my siblings, my parents, all this, like it's just going to be this awesome, healthy community that I'm building, and my breakthrough is going to be their breakthrough. Mm. And not to say that there wasn't, yeah, but the long-lasting change has only been mine. Mm. And it's been, like, it's hard because, you know, at first it's like, we were in this together, and I'm the only one standing here. Mm. And yet, God is so gracious, so, so gracious, because some, like, I don't know that I would have started coaching had I not had my family in mind. Mm. But because I had my family in mind, I'm going to get emotional because it's, it's just how good God is. Like, I, in the last two years, have helped 90 people. Wow. And yes, each of them had to choose what that looks like longevity-wise and how long that they kept those healthy habits. Like, some, yes, have been like me where they kept, you know, they're still going. And others, it was just a... a you know, a part of their journey and mm. they're still figuring out and, and that's okay. But just the fact that like when we do things for others, we always have an other, like a very specific other in yeah. mind, but that's not always what God's plan is. And my encouragement to anyone who is struggling with the want to, because they feel like their family would be their biggest hindrance mm is don't let them stop you. If if you need pra very practical ways of how to make this work, hit me up on Facebook because <laughs> that is literally <laughs> what I preach about. Um, but like, so yeah, my husband didn't join me as fully as I was hoping. Not like he's supportive. He's you do you boo. You're doing great. Like, right. Keep it up. But you know, I, I did envision it looking differently. And yet, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Because when we allow people to be themselves, that frees us up to be us. Mm. Because if I were so focused on him, I wouldn't be able to be me. That's so true. And I wouldn't be able to help the others 
89 that God did have in mind. And so, yeah, like it's, it's hard, but that doesn't make it less worth it. And with my kids, it's been interesting because, you know, like as a mom, you're like, okay, I'm going to make sure my kids, this morning is a great example. My daughter wanted to bring a roll to the gym for snack. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, a roll is not the worst thing, but there's definitely better options also. Well, I knew she also always asked for a piece of candy. And I also know I want her to eat peppers. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's one of the veggies that she will eat. So what I did without telling her is in one bag, I put a piece of bubblegum, a roll, and two peppers. And she gets the bag. She goes, oh, is this my snack for the gym? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you gave me candy? I was like, yeah, it's part of, you know, what you're going to eat. Like trying not to focus on the candy, right? Mm -hmm. She goes, okay, well, do I have to eat everything else before I can have the candy? I was like, that's up to you. Mm. You know what her idea was without me prompting? Again, this is after years of setting an example and having other conversations. But in this moment, she was like, all right, I think I'll have – the roll, and then the peppers, and then my gum, all on her own. And it was just like, all right, I'm doing something right. Yeah. Like, because I've you, we've all seen it. We've all maybe even had parents who did a fantastic job of telling us what to eat and when when we were a child. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we did when we had our own jobs, our own money, is did the exact opposite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we only ate the peppers because our parents told us we had to. Right. Whereas uh, there's actually someone I follow that they're all about, like, that freedom of choice even in your kids. Mm -hmm. And not really – demonizing isn't the word she uses, but making food the enemy, right? Like, being very careful about how we talk about things. And so instead of pushing my kids to eat fruits and veggies – like, there are moments, don't get me wrong, when they've had, you know, five rolls already and six pieces of gum, and they ask me for another whatever, and I'm like, well, have you had a fruit or veggie yet? Mm. <laughs> no? Okay, maybe we should start there. Right. But when it comes to, like, in general, at dinners, I don't tell them, oh, you have to have this or whatever. Uh, if I If we're packing a lunch, I'll say, okay, what fruit or veggie do you want with your meal? But then what I do is I just prepare the veggies, like, I have them on a platter, And I put them on the table and they're the only things on the table. Even if there's mac and cheese left in the dish or pizza, Mm. like that stays away from the table and on the counter. The fruit and veggies are what gets beyond the table so that that's what they're seeing. Mm. And yes, there's this underlying mom's going to tell you, you have to have one. But the truth is I don't tell them that anymore. Yeah. They tell each other that, (laughs) you know, they're very good at bossing each other, but it's like, as a parent, I freed myself up. I'm like, no, this is better for you. I'm showing you day in and day out what it has done for me and like just setting my habits right. But ultimately they have to choose. Yeah. And that means they can still have frozen pizza, but does that mean I need to let them have five slices? No. Like here. And then what veggie do you want with it? And just incorporating like making veggies and Like, fruit, I feel like, is everyone's healthy thing, right? If you're going to do one thing healthy, everyone eats fruit. So veggies are more the thing that it's having them present at all times. And really focusing, like, it's okay to focus on you because 
my kids have tried more veggies, like even peppers. None of them are fans of peppers until I started eating peppers almost every day. Like in the summer, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And they'd be like, like those little ones, uh huh, the mini ones. I'm just saying anything mini <laughs> is probably better tasting. <laughs> Hate to say it, but we think, oh, I get the large one and it's a better investment, like, right? A cheaper option. But the mini cucumbers and mini peppers are I've where it's at. I never the mini cucumbers, oh. but I've seen them and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> They're, my kids will only eat the mini pep, the mini cucumbers. Like, that's how different in taste. Oh, wow. They are. I love cucumbers. Yeah. But my Nora, she's five. She's in there, too. She loves those mini peppers. She was, like, yeah. begging for them at, at Costco, and I'm like, none of us eat those. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but you, if, if we're going to get them, you got to eat them. Yeah. And she loves them. She'll, yeah. like, overeat those. Right. And that, that's, a, like, actually, it's funny you say that because recently, I think it was grapes. One of my kids was, like, going at them, and I very calmly said, you know, you can overeat anything. Like, <laughs> you can overeat the healthy stuff, too. She was like, be careful, spending lots of time on the toilet <laughs> with those. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, so side note about toilets and bathroom talk um, and overeating my, I think it was Abby. So she's nine now, but when she was still in diapers, I went to change her diaper one day and it was black as can be. And I had never seen black poop in my life. And I was like, what? Did you eat like this is wrong? Like what is going on? So I Googled it because, you know, Google's not great, but Google helps in those moments. And I shouldn't say Google's not great. But again, a lot of people have opinions. So so I Google it and it's like uh, black stool can be, you know, because it's all like technical term can be caused by like Pepto-Bismol and some other like medication type things. And then the very last thing was and blueberries. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she did eat that entire thing of blueberries (laughs) in one sitting. So, yeah. But I mean, if if our kids are going to overeat and if if I'm going to overeat, better it be fruit than a bag of chips, right? (laughs) It's true. It is true. But I think it's also like it takes way more to overeat a healthy Mm -hmm. item versus like chips. It's like, you know, you look at the serving sizes, which is always a joke. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Fig Newton serving size, but it's two cookies and maybe even for Oreos, it's two cookies. And the joke is like, two? Who eats just two? Right. Does that mean two sleeves? Two right. boxes? <laughs> like, um, Whereas for veggies, it's like, well, you have to have like five plates full right. or a bushel, yeah. like whatever the blueberries. <laughs> even then, her tummy wasn't hurting. Just right. clearly it was Cleaning removing some out, toxins. Which is great. But my kids will go through. And fruit is... I don't know. We'll buy a lot of it yes. and we'll go through it very quickly. Yes. They love it. And I love that they love it because yes. I don't remember eating that much fruit as a kid, but I was pretty picky. And I yeah. think I would, you, you talked about like, if you just leave it out, um, oh, well, you have to eat this before you eat that or, you know, any yeah. sort of that. I would just throw a fit <laughs> until right. I didn't have to eat it. Right. And that was my like thing that I did. Right. And I didn't my mom didn't make me you know yep. but then growing up like my my taste buds have changed and I love avocado yes. now wouldn't touch that before I love avocado I could eat avocado all the time it's a good one <laughs> yeah and watermelon I'm so excited for summer <laughs> yes but that's the thing right giving yourself but also your family the chance to decide for themselves what yeah. they enjoy and having variety and like exposure I think is the biggest thing experimentation like 
being able to say no is also yeah. part of life like and allowing your kids to do that is just as important as in your own journey yeah because like if I was always focused on Taylor my pepper lover eating you know carrots or celery celery is a better because she likes carrots but you know like a veggie that she didn't like if I was always like no you need to eat this you need to at least have a bite you need it versus going okay which one do you want right or here, here's a plethora because sometimes, especially when I'm wanting them to try something new or I'm testing to see what they actually like, I'll put all the veggies we have in the house on a platter, you know, cut them up, whatever I need to do, knowing that whatever is in eating, I'll eat later. So <laughs> I'm just saving myself work later. Yeah. <laughs> but I just put it all out and not worry about like, oh, but then it's sitting, it's veggies. They yeah. have a pretty decent shelf life. Like anyway so they don't need to be cold and fresh out of the fridge every time right. it's like nope let them sit and then see what they eat and even if it's like like snack time right like okay you had your popsicle whatever but now here's options if you're still hungry right and just letting them let it be their decision because sometimes they're like oh i'm not i'm actually not hungry right yeah i know <laughs> You're just bored. Yeah. Me too, sis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. Exactly. Or a fun fact, your body does not distinguish between hunger and thirst. That's very interesting. So that's why, like, when you start a health journey and people are giving you all the tips, it's drink this much water and drink before you eat. Because most times when you're hungry, if you're e like, if you've actually eaten that day, let's be real. We've all had those moments where it's noon and we're like, did we eat anything? Mm. Like that, and then in that moment, you probably need both water and right, and, <laughs> and then some you're food. like all of a sudden the hanger <laughs> yes. sets in. Yeah, but in a general, you know, eating environment, <laughs> typically, when you are hungry, you're probably just thirsty, and so going to water first every time actually benefits you in the long run. That's so good. And we just, yeah, it was a fun fact I learned years ago where it's like, all right, and now my kids hate it. Because honestly, you they're like, I'm that. hungry. And I'm like, mm, drink some water first. And they're like, I'm not thirsty. I know this time, mom. <laughs> I know for sure. That makes me feel better, though, because sometimes I'm like, we we don't really buy lots of like snacky snack food. You know, yeah. like we buy lots of fruit and vegetables and have that as options. But sometimes we do have like some snacky yeah. snacks, uh, <laughs> snacky snacks, snacky snacks. Um, and that they'll just like. When we do have it, they'll eat it all immediately. And I'm yes. like, I'll stop. I'll put my foot down. I'm uh -huh. like, drink some water. Go. You're not. No, just go drink some water. Yep. And I know that works for me, too, yeah. like to curb the, the hunger for a little bit. Right. But also one thing that I've been doing is drinking water before I have coffee in the morning. If I'm going to drink coffee yes. that day. Um, and I just feel so much better. It gives Another you energy. Fun <laughs> fact. The first thing you put in your mouth is what you'll crave throughout the day mm. so like if you're struggling to have water be your first like to want water later like are you drinking it first thing in the morning or are you having your coffee or your bar or you know your oatmeal whatever right. first and then thinking okay now I'll ha now i'm ready for my water mm. well no wonder you want more coffee and yeah. more sweet things and more like later don't get me wrong you're still gonna want those things but starting with water actually sets the standard throughout your day that's so good and makes it easier to go for water mm. and it's just 
yeah, it's, I, you know, I intentionally say, be careful to Google, everyone's got their opinions, but there's also some really cool science out there that, um, people are utilizing like brain science and just really diving into thirst and really diving into all these things that it's like, if you haven't looked at things in a while, some of that could be helpful knowing that, you know, what you drink first matters for the rest of your day, knowing that you can't distinguish thirst from hunger. Like that changes the way you respond Mm -hmm. to those cravings. And I think that's the same thing with God though. Like when we start our day with him, we're more quickly to go to him it's later so in the true. day. That's so good. Versus when it's noon and now we're getting to God. <laughs> yeah. Mom, mamas, I understand. We understand. <laughs> we're just glad you're going to him at noon. Okay. <laughs> There's no judgment here. It's me. <laughs> We've <laughs> all been there. Uh, because that, yeah. But the, like, yes, God there's a lot of things that like people use as spiritual disciplines because it works for them. Mm -hmm. And like first thing in the morning, having their time with God is integral for some people to do like, and I mean like when you're like, okay, I'm really going to do this Bible study or whatever. Like they do it first thing in the morning and that works for them. For some of us, we don't have that time. And so we do it later in the day. But so I'm not talking about that. Like you need to be waking up an hour earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about, When you open your eyes or try not to open your eyes because you really don't want to know what time it is yet in the morning, what's your first thought? Mm. Who do you go to in that moment? Are you running through your to-do list already or the agenda of the day? Or do you take a moment to breathe and say, good morning, God. Mm. Thank you for this day. Let's go. Like it doesn't have to be even that you did your devotional in that moment, but that you're turning your attention to him and inviting him into your day. Because again, It's not that God cares. Like, he's not like, all right, now I'm going to bless you. Mm. Now I'm going to do what you prayed for two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, check mark. All right, we're good, angels. Let's do this. (laughs) No, it's he knows how our brains work. Yeah. He knows how our heart works and what we need and knowing that we need him and being able to again, invite him in very first thing. He knows that later in the day, we're going to be more apt to bring him in to the other moments. Yeah. And, and that is why it's important for us to pray without ceasing and to look to him in all things and to take every thought captive and all that, because he knows we can't do it as well without him. Yeah. Cause that's how he created us. Like right. he created us for relationship and we get to commune with others we get to have this strong relationship with our husbands and our kids and our friends. But ultimately, it's all supposed to remind us and to encourage us to dive deeper into our relationship with him. That's so beautiful. And we just, we don't take the time. But it's not that we, again, need this 30 minutes, two hours. It's those little day-to-day things. Yeah the first thought in the morning and it mine used to be okay when am I gonna get my workout in I'll be honest I'd wake up and be like all right am I gonna get up now or do I have time to do it later and you know like that was because it was important because I felt like my health was gonna be jeopardized if I didn't work out and making the switch to focusing on nutrition now I wake up and I'm like all right God like it just again took another layer of 
like striving and stress Mm -hmm. away so I could focus on God. And, and that's what our health, like getting healthy, making those healthy choices. Yeah, sure. We get to feel free. We get to feel weightless. We get to, you know, shop in certain stores and enjoy pictures again and all that. But ultimately it frees our mind up to communicate with God in a more fuller way because we're not weighed down by our own thoughts and anxieties and like the stress of our health. And then it allows us to see others in a different way because we're actually seeing others now versus seeing how like ourselves in a way, like that kind of like, I'm thinking of them, but I'm thinking of what they're thinking of me. Right. (laughs) It's like, no, no, no. I'm just thinking about what they're thinking about. Like Mm. wondering, like you, I just, I, an example is walking into church. I'm not worried about, oh my God, my dress isn't fitting quite right, whatever. It's like, no, I can walk in with confidence. Check. That is a check mark. (laughs) Healthy living at its finest. But then I get to see people and go, oh, they're carrying something right now. Mm. Let me go chat with them. That's good. Because I'm not focused on looking at myself anymore. Mm. And don't get me wrong. That's a whole other imperfect thing. It's not that I'm perfect in that way all the time. There are still moments where something might not fit right or I feel, you know, self-conscious for whatever reason. But again, it goes to growth more and more often. I'm not thinking about myself. I get to see others. That's beautiful. And meet them in that and and really allow God to open my eyes versus again, it's not like Oh, look at Lauren. She's doing all this awesome stuff. Ashley's so amazing at seeing people. It's like, no, it's, I open myself up to allow God to speak to me versus my rhetoric of Mm. being focused on how I'm feeling, you know, that again, the self-conscious, the just not feeling confident in my choices. I don't have that struggle anymore. Yeah. As often. That's so good. And when I move out of the way and, and I, you know, let God in and let him work in me, it also allows him to work through me. And then when I'm seeing those people, he, I could just be a vessel for him. Right. And it's not about me. It's really not. Yep. And when I realize that, it's like, whew, thank God it's not about me, you know? Yeah. And I can, what it, the, it, it's good to prophesy. Yeah. We were supposed to prophesy. And, yeah. and if I'm all caught up in my head, how am I supposed to do God's work, you right. know? Like I heard a pastor say that true worship and, and is abandoning yourself to, to God fully in yeah. every aspect, which is, you know, like we can compartmentalize and put this over here and like, I'll handle this one, God. Yep. But when we fully abandon ourselves, that's that's worshiping him. That's offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Not you, but to him. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> if you want true, true and proper worship, yeah. that's what the Bible says. So. That's so good. You're so eloquent and just thank you for shifting it all aside <laughs> so that God can work in you and through you. Yeah. Did you have any any last minute wrap ups that you wanted to talk about? Or uh, any last minute advice? Yeah, I would say the. OK. Oh, we didn't really. OK. If you want to, we can do. OK. We didn't really talk about this one. So. I would say the end. So what, how does this all play into your health? Mm -hmm. Right? Like you have, okay, everything is spiritual mindset matters. 
you know, bring God into the mix and have community, but like, what are some practical things? And one of the things, like a mindset shift that needed to happen was seeing food as fuel. Mm. We see food as fun. We see food as the wonderful counselor. <laughs> we see food. I'm not trying to take your name in vain, God. But, you know, like we use food for all these other things mm-hmm. when in reality food was created to keep us alive, to nourish our bodies, to fuel us, and that's it. Mm. And we get to use food for fun, but when we're always – like, because I think like <sighs> – Food for celebration and everything, right? Like, it's hard to not do that. And I think there there's a time and place for that. But right. when we're seeing food as fun every day, and it's like the Daniel fast is very restrictive in what you can eat. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think of food as fuel, and you're like, no, this will this get me through to my next time I can eat? Yes. Will this help me sleep through the night? Yes. Nothing else matters. Just eat the food. Right. Just eat the carrots and hummus just eat the celery and and like we when we start to think of it in a broader text of oh but that doesn't sound good right now (laughs) and we really you know look to our cravings to decide what we eat when we pull in our emotions of that moment and the circumstances we're in Like being at a potluck and, oh, but we're celebrating a birthday. It's fine. We'll just eat all the things. Like there's time and place. There's no condemnation here. Right. But I have found that if if I decided to allow food to be fun when we were celebrating a birthday or Christmas Mm -hmm. day, if I leave it as a day or a meal, my waistline is fine. Right. It's when I start going, oh, but that was fun. So let's bring it into this random Tuesday just because I'm feeling more emotional today. Mm. My kids are yelling at me today. I just need to feel fun. So let me eat fun. Yeah. And how that's not beneficial. It's permissible. Like we said, all All things are permissible, but it's not beneficial. Yeah. And so really embracing the fact that food is fuel Mm. and that's it. Yeah. And allowing that to be what drives your decisions on more of that routine day-to-day basis. Yeah. Because I think there is space. Food is not the enemy. So there is space for food to be celebration. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But we typically pull it. Oh, yeah. Into other parts of our life. I do that for sure. <laughs> and you said we, we use it as, you know, the wonderful counselor. I use it for comfort yeah. a lot. And then we, we go back to what we talked about. It's really good to get uncomfortable because that's when you yeah. start to grow. And not in the waistline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's good. And so if food is fuel, like what do you eat? And I actually don't like telling people what to eat. I have a whole program that does that for people. But on a very personal level, I tell people to keep it simple. Yeah. And I don't say keep it simple by sticking to this, this, this and this because I think – there is some individuality there. Mm. I think there are cultures that change, right? Like what foods you're used to come from the way you were nurtured and the way your taste buds are. And so if I were to tell you, like, I I do not give people meal plans. I don't. I won't. Bless you for those that do. But I don't even like following meal plans because I don't like most of the things on the meal plan. Right. 
even the ones I created. I'm like, by Tuesday, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and <laughs> so I tell people to keep it simple because as long as you like focus on meat and a veggie, not that you can never have carbs, not that, but usually those aren't the things we're struggling to get in, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Those are the things we might be overdoing. Um, but focusing on just pick the biggest parts of your meal and go from there see what makes sense from there so like if i'm doing chicken and there's broccoli slaw ooh, that makes a really good stir fry mm. so i'm gonna add a little bit of sesame oil and i'm gonna add a little bit of garlic and like saute it all together okay now pulling back are my kids going to eat that probably not but they would do rice and broccoli so i'll just start a pot of that real quick right. like burners are already going so it's fine yeah well i'll eat the chicken and like keeping it that simple versus mm -hmm. feeling like you need you know there's so many good recipes out there and when you're looking for food is fun definitely make a new recipe try something but mm -hmm. on your day-to-day -day, just keep it simple yeah if you like a certain salad and chicken or pork tenderloin, you know, like I say that because I feel like everyone thinks, oh, I'm restricting, so I'm going to eat chicken or fish all the time. It's like, no, you can have the other things. You just have to have less of it. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality of if you can eat the same thing over and over again, just eat the same thing over and over again. Like, that's okay. Makes it really simple. <laughs> right. Because when your body needs something else, it'll tell you, hey, okay, I'm not craving that anymore because I actually need what the peppers have to offer. Yeah. So can you eat more peppers today? Like in that way, God does use, uh, like our bodies our are cravings. awesome. Right. They do give us cravings at times for what we need. We just have to pull back the junk. Yeah. So Chances are your body doesn't need the donuts. And I mean, but yeah. you know. There's I, a slim chance. I would <laughs> say sometimes my body craves chocolate. And I, I would argue that sometimes it needs some chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically during a certain week of the month, this yes. mama needs some chocolate. Yeah. But, but does it have to be a Reese's candy bar? It could be dark right? chocolate chips. That's what I have exactly. at home. Like that's the thing. And that's the other thing too is elevating your, your cravings. So yeah. like, yes, if you want chocolate and all you're eating are Hershey's candy bars, you know, like there's just – Yes, your body is craving chocolate. For whatever reason, I have not gone into all the science of that, but there's definitely something there, especially the time of the month. It's like, no, there's <laughs> nothing that's going to satisfy that. I just need chocolate. Um, funny. Now, in the back of my head, I was like, actually, it is the scientific. But I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> I'll save you the time, but if you're interested, you should look it up because there is some science behind it. Um, but in that moment, Again, you have a choice in what chocolate you have. Yeah. And there is nothing wrong with having dark chocolate. Like, there are antioxidants. I was like, am I saying that right? But yes. <laughs> Didn't sound right in my head when I said it. But there are antioxidants. And there are, you know, better qualities of chocolate out there. Like, there's nothing wrong with chocolate. It's the fact that we try to mimic chocolate in all these other forms. Yeah. And that is when we get in trouble. But, like, again, if all we had was chocolate was that time of month, our waistlines would be fine. <laughs> we would probably be sleeping better through the night. Right. But because we pull it into that random Tuesday, plus that Friday because we're out with the girls, and plus, like, it's all the pluses mm -hmm. that play into it. Yeah. Versus just 
enjoying it when we need it mm. in those so good. moments. But that's also being in step with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit helps us distinguish which moment is which moment. Mm. That's good. That's actually not our responsibility. We don't have to know. We don't have to know all the details of our own lives even. But if we're in step with the Holy Spirit, we will make those better choices because it will, yes, it'll be uncomfortable. It's not to say it makes it comfortable, but we are more confident in our choices when we allow the Holy Spirit. I know how intimate it is to pick a podcast to listen to, you know, to put in your earbuds and hear my voice or whoever I've got on. And so thank you so much for tuning in. Last season, I was posting this podcast purely out of obedience to the Lord. I say that knowing that he absolutely uses my humanness and my brokenness. And I know that I don't always answer his call perfectly. And I don't know that I ever will because I'm human. I had a ton of anxiety and I'm learning to cast that at the feet of the cross, but I'm just not perfect at it. I took all of December off from everything that had to do with podcasting and I miss it so, so much. I don't plan to take such long breaks in the future, but I will be taking breaks as I feel led to do so. This journey has been so revealing and I'm so honored to continue to be a part of this and for a lot of you, a, a part of your week. It means a lot and I'm just really excited to see what God continues to do through this outlet. So thanks for joining me in this journey.